Recording. <laughs> we, we should make an intro it. and have that in like sample that in the intro. Dude, we should sample it in our songs. Yeah, yeah. That but we should cool. also make an intro. I think that'd be cool. Like a short one. Nothing too what about long. the producer tag? Yeah, I like I'd like having one too. Like a different one? Because we already have one for our rap songs. Yeah, I don't know. I just wanna like make a really special one, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. I was thinking about that today. Like, what if we had just a little intro? Yeah. I mean, initially, I was just thinking Dude, about radio, stealing... Dude, Radio Lab's intro. Have you heard that? No. But you like gotta a, listen a, to that. A little instrumental. You gotta listen to Radio Lab's intro if you haven't, dude. That that thing is classic. I'm telling you, like, Radio Lab's sound design is just incredible, dude. I'm gonna listen to it right now. We could cook something up on our DAW. Totally, yeah. I want to get good at that. Just picked up from Vimeo. White frat guy. Listening to radio. Radio from WNYC and NPR. Sure, someone's been. <laughs> that whole show like the sound production is just all that good damn yeah yeah we gotta do something needs to one of like waves of relaxation yeah i mean like there's a so soundscape. many yeah definitely and, a soundscape type yeah. thing there's so many different like funky sounds out there that we can make <laughs> awesome i'm looking yes, at sir. like different synths that are available on reaper yeah, or just like um, like VST plugins for whatever doll you want. See if Crystal is available for Reaper. Why that's the, Crystal? That's well, that's the one where you can breed synths. Oh, okay. Well, you can but, do that in any synth. Yeah, like you just combine really. them. Yeah, that's yeah, but that's it's like always a unique. Core function. It's always unique. It's never. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, kind of discovered that like once you get rid of a synth, it's gone for good. Mm-hmm. I know, like, additive synths, um, you just, like, combine different waveforms to make new sounds. Yeah. So it's kind of like breeding. <clears throat> I'm probably going to stick with GarageBand for now and then upgrade to Logic X. Yeah. I'm, kinda, I'm happy to be in the Apple ecosystem because it's kind of the least evil of all the ecosystems. Yeah, well, there's some, like, good open source shit. Like, Reaper is not open source, but it's free... Or at least I mean, I have, I have Reaper. I downloaded yeah. Reaper, so I can. Start. I think it's pretty, like, fairly intuitive. You know, with the right level of complexity. Yeah. So at I least only... I have all the functionality. But yeah, I mean, since you you're like in the whole Mac slash Apple environment, it seems like. Good at least go. our software works really well. Yeah. That's what I love about Apple: the hardware software integration. So tightly yeah. around, you know. Right, right. It's really great. Yeah. And I mean, I don't trust Google at all. I try to avoid using Google products as much as possible, but yeah, I mean, I mean unfortunately, they have the best search algorithm. That's true. <laughs> and the best yeah. email client. But... Yeah, I mean, a lot of things. Like, I try to use DuckDuckGo as much as I can, but I mean, at least like ten yeah, percent of my searches don't work on DuckDuckGo. Duck you know. I mean, I, I I did try switch, switching to DuckDuckGo. 
as well, but I just just the algorithm just isn't at the same level as Google. It can't be. It's just because Google has more yeah. data. Like the more data you have, the better your algorithm is going to be. That's just the way mm -hmm. it is. It's the price you pay for free information. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Damn. I mean, oh yeah, are we keeping this shit in? Because I haven't even like. Yeah, this is what we're recording. Part token yet? No, yeah. Sober this. I mean, episode. I like it. It's not. It's not bad. Yeah, I like how unstructured our podcast seems to be unfolding in general. Yeah. I mean, it's just but, like the kind of conversations we have anyway. Not yeah. really. I don't, but, I'm not, I don't really sense any big difference. Mm -hmm. Dude, last night was weird because after we wrapped up, even though I wasn't getting any visuals at all, yeah. I could definitely tell that I was feeling different. Yeah. And it almost it was a negative feeling and really I, I wasn't sad but i i can't really it's not really sad or melancholy i can't really there's not really a word to describe it but it was definitely a kind of a negative feeling how so and <clears throat> like why felt, do you think you were feeling that and like was, what exactly i don't know it? it was it was pretty existential it's just in that moment i just felt kind of hopeless and yeah, like, I, I've been feeling that I don't too. Know. Everything just kind of felt tedious. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh dude. Repeat itself this cycle of me waking up, going to sleep, waking up, you know. Dude, I feel the same way every single day here. It's just like, the school yeah. is just sucking the meaning but, out of me. No, it was especially pronounced last night because yeah. of the shrooms. Yeah, it was. It was so many sleepy. people, <laughs> so many people that I've been talking to have been feeling this exact same thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. But I, I mean, I just couldn't do anything today. Like, it just had zero motivation to do anything. Just so, I just feel like there's no purpose here. I just don't really have a purpose here. It's I don't think dark. anyone has a purpose. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think we are such a tiny, insignificant speck in the universe that none of us have really anything to lose, you know? Yeah, I well, it's really like your, like, like any purpose yeah. is like your own creation, rather. Right? It's like this illusion that we somehow have something to lose that we have to hold on to, but we don't. You know, we're gonna die eventually, and that's it. Mm, that's a good point. It doesn't really matter how you go out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just want to enjoy life, but it's kind of hard to do that sometimes. You know, just I know existing is just so fucking expensive, man. And difficult. <laughs> you know, that's why I think technology will liberate us as a civilization. We'll get rid of the need to work for survival, you know. I mean, that's kind of the goal of technology, at least. Yeah. To erase the necessity of labor for survival. Yeah, it's kind of stupid the way it's set up now. Anyway, like, why? Like, we just... Have yeah, to spend but, most of our time doing something dude, for this somebody system's else. It's always been shit. Everyone's been complaining about the system for thousands <sighs> of years. It's it's that's why everything happens at once. Society yeah. is always screwed up and shit. No matter like when, what time period you you're alive in. I I read a quote a while ago on the internet, and it said it doesn't matter when you were born, but where you were born. That's the only thing that matters. Doesn't because you could be born 
in 2019 in sub-Saharan Africa, but you're going to be a lot worse off than somebody born in the Renaissance in Italy, you know? Mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting perspective. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would not want to be like a king or something from that period in time, even. I mean, or like even, even from like. Now of, yeah, our quality yeah. of life in theory is better now, but, you know, still billions of people have completely medieval lives even today. <laughs> yeah, that's the sad truth. Yeah. All right. Battle light up. <laughs> Man, I wish I could just token my room. <laughs> That's one of the things I look forward to about potentially living in Ithaca or if we have our own like apartment or house to rent out. Yeah. Be the freedom of toking wherever you want. <laughs> That's true. I like getting outside sometimes, though. I've been trying to do that more. I think my parents are onto me, but I, so my house, no, but they're onto me in the sense that, you know how my house is hooked up to those home security systems? Oh, home, yeah. But none of the windows are hooked up. So for like the oh. past week, I had just been climbing out of my bathroom window. How clever. <laughs> but the thing is, I think my dad might've saw me <laughs> this one time, but I don't, he doesn't really care. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. He doesn't seem like mom, the kind of person my mom, who would. My mom's the one who doesn't like the fact that I have illegal substances in her household. Yeah, yeah. My mom's the same way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think our parents. I mean, our dads are on the same page, and our moms are on the same page, respectively. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's probably why we have so much in common for a big reason. And I mean, our backyard smoke spots are have that gritty urban vibe to it, you know, like you have the gazebo that's being reclaimed by nature. And I have the old driveway that's being reclaimed by nature, but it's nice yeah. and isolated, you know? Oh, yeah. The only thing is there's a family with little kids who live behind our house somewhere because oftentimes I can hear them playing. And then sometimes like whenever I blow out a big cloud, it drifts towards the source of the children <laughs> screaming. I'm like, and I hope like their parents don't care. <laughs> None of them said they smelled skunk. <laughs> I no, don't literally, would ever do anything about it though. In the it's like the same area that we found that whiskey bottle, like when we were skiing a couple days ago. Uh, like we were smoking there once, and this kid was like over on the trail, and she's like, "Mommy, it smells like skunk." <laughs> <laughs> No, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I ever tell you about when I was going to school in Colorado? I was on a ski lift and snow mass, and I was sitting next to this old couple. They were like in their late sixties, early seventies. I don't think I've heard this. The no, I was sitting next to them, and we were making a small talk, and the old man. Or no, the old lady was ripping a dab pen while the old man was drinking mini liquor bottles. 
That's awesome. Like, That's I was the like life, 16 dude. or 17 at the time, but I was like, holy shit. Like they're like old and doing that shit. People like, in Colorado are a different species. That's <laughs> you living your life, man. That's the end goal. Dude, it's the crazy just thing like... is I've never skied stone. Bro. I know. I dude, know, it's dude. so much better. Like like the dude, elevation above normal is a lot better than like than a lot imagine, more than like, like normal. I, I imagine it's normally more like what it is. Right. Like you just yeah, you, you know, just kind of like get into the bounces and like you know the carving. And yeah, you just kind of like fuse with the mountain. You know, dude, I can't believe I haven't skied. I didn't ski at all last season, and it's, well, I might be able to do some skiing at Big Sky, possibly when I'm in Montana. But the I'm definitely gonna go snowmobiling there through Yellowstone, which is gonna be cool. Oh, that's gonna be so dope. I. I dude, seeing those tests to get my certification shit seeing those like hot springs and shit it's gonna be really cool oh yeah With all the steam no but what i'm looking forward to the most probably about the snowmobile tours is the wildlife because there's a lot of uh, you'll see like yeah. buffalo oh dude yeah probably those... some bear sightings <laughs> yeah. yeah those buffalo are really cool bison i guess pretty peaceful mm, yeah bison. you see like the fur like we went in the spring you could see like the fur all over the place you could like collect it really shit. yeah because they like they like shed and they rub <laughs> against trees and stuff to so you saw the geysers off. right oh yeah we saw all kinds of geysers and hot i almost fell in a hot spring which was <laughs> i was like teetering on the edge of the boardwalk like 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 oh my waving God. my hands in circles you know like that kind of motion like i literally almost fell in Dude, well, I've never been inside of Yellowstone, but I did see a lot of geysers when I was in Iceland. That I mean, they're just they're incredible. Oh, it's amazing! Yeah, yeah. The hot springs too are really cool. Like all the colors and stuff, especially in the morning oh, yeah. when all the steam is like it's so much steam that's just coming off. It's like this huge plume. Dude, it's 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 honestly it's therapeutic. Yeah, yeah. Like these big natural things, like even like waterfalls and shit, I think are just therapeutic. Yeah, oh yeah, like dude, that reminds it's just me. So big and powerful. When I was checking out Cornell, I was just walking around town, and then I, band. and then yeah. I got just ended up going to Ithaca Falls, and I had no idea that. Ithaca oh Falls yeah. Existed. But no, I, I did just, that like, too. Walking down the trail, I, I did I that like, exact same thing. I was like, oh, I'll check out this little trail because I saw some people walking out, and yeah, then just get exactly hit with the yeah, it's just like right dude. there, dude. Yeah, uh, did I take you to the prism? I took you to the prism, right? What's the prism? Oh, that oh, spot yeah. overlooking we, Ithaca Falls. Yeah, we we sm- the, we smoked the, the metal triangle. Yeah, 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 yeah. That place. We're is... gonna convert it into yeah. an actual prism. Yeah, yeah. We still talk about that idea. Really? We still, yeah. We're still planning on doing it. We've got a lot of plans <laughs> right now. <clears throat> Man, I, yeah, I really want to move up there. Yeah, how much is it gonna cost? Do you think per person? Um. Well, I mean, for my room right now i'm paying 800 month well i'm not paying it my parents are but yeah i mean if we share a room then we could bring that down to 400 right yeah i mean you could probably just like crash with us honestly really because i don't want to be just a freeloader you know yeah i don't know i would have to like consult and see because it's not really my yeah. decision but well i guess if it was my room it would be my decision but yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, at the very least, I want to save up a couple of grand. Beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a good idea. Bro. So, 
Yeah. I mean, at least you're out of school and you can do shit like that, you know? Like. Yeah, but I mean, recently I've been kind of missing elementary school now that I'm out of school. <laughs> Who doesn't miss elementary school, dude? Yeah, but I feel like now that I'm out of college, I am not taking any phase of school for granted, especially elementary school. What do you mean not taking it for granted? I mean, I never used to think about elementary school. Like, I just never thought about it until after I quit school. And I just started thinking about it a lot. Like, you know, I miss, like, waking up in the morning, getting dropped off at school from my mom. Like, you know. Yeah, that's why school was actually fun and not stressful. And like, I loved school back then, dude. It's, like, my favorite thing. No, I think higher education should be more like elementary school. Totally. It would be way more engaging. And it'd probably make learning well it would make learning so much less tedious than it is right now yeah actually bro what if we had like go ahead no you go ahead i said i was thinking like what if we had like independent like educational guides in higher education that could like you could like say what you're interested in and then they would like like design a curriculum with you and like I mean, and help are, you help you learn in that direction schools like that instead of like having a major curriculum right well not not even not even that like instead of having like your own major and like having requirements or like having majors and having requirements for them like you yeah. could literally just learn what you want to learn and then like be checked off by this by this guide you know, and like a lot of it could yeah, be self-guided that learning. Be too, as, like that, wouldn't be as, that wouldn't be as profitable as making people take a bunch of filler classes. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But like if if somebody started an institution like that, it would be really cool. Dude, like I, where, where people, was, kids in higher education can actually like pursue what they want to learn. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. So I guess spring quarter of last year, I was really fed up with college at that point but i wanted i had like this idea for this campus that would be basically a redesigned higher education institute but it would place a lot of importance on physical activity like there would be a really big rec center a lot of like the campus would be surrounded by a nature preserve there would probably be like a yoga garden and things like that and then there'd be an auditorium where they would host debates all the time you you know, invite like bill nye neil degrasse tyson and ken ham <laughs> to have debates you know and i and there'd be a gigantic library in the center and like a research center for professors from all over the world to congregate i think yeah i just most universities are just complete <laughs> bullshit yeah But, That's why I feel this meaninglessness, I think. But even, out, like, at least with school, there's some sort of structure. Yeah, that's true. Because when you're out of school, I mean, you're just, like, it's, it's, it's surreal. Because, you know, your whole life growing up, you're always going to school since you're a kid. Yeah. Like that's, going to school is just a part of your life. Now since you the don't beginning. have to do and that. And then now you don't have that obligation anymore. Yeah. You're, you're liberated, but now it's kind of, it's, it's. Well, you realize how much, is, yeah. you realize how much time that you spent in school before too. Yeah. You realize that you don't really have any want for, 
prefer to spend any more time in school. Like, you've already spent so much time. Like, why do I, I just hate it, dude. Like, I don't want to spend more time in school. See, I knew you would come around and understand what I was talking about. Eventually. I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> still don't, I still don't agree with your decision. But I've I've been feeling what you've been feeling for a while. Yeah, but I was talking to the admissions, one of the admissions ladies at Northeast State, and I, they really wanted me to give them a transcript to prove that, you know, I was literate and could do basic math. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, a lot of these classes, like, if you don't provide us your transcript or anything, then you can't take them. So I kept on telling her, like, does music theory have any prereqs? She's like, no. And I was like, then shit, I'm only going to take that class. <laughs> Just send her my ACT. I got like a 23 on it, which is <laughs> exceptional for Northeast State. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think like the nationwide average is like 19 or something. Really? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. But I believe it's I remember, wait, did you have Mr. Griffith at Science Hill? Did you take uh, No, no. But I, I know of him pretty well. Because, like, the AP exam for that class, like, I spaced out for half of the exam, like, the second half of the exam, and just did not fill it out at all. Because I was, like, completely <laughs> just sitting there, like, staring at the ceiling. It's like, the test is over in five minutes. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, well. <laughs> it was weird. I was thinking about, it, like, high school is its own ecosystem. It's own like miniature society. It's own yeah like, country. It's its own micro nation. Yeah. With its, right. own it's like this culture. All these social structures that develop when you. Like I mean, it's not a natural club. human yeah. environment. You know, it's interesting all the social structures that develop in I mean, that kind of environment. Are quite literally the elders of the the pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Freshmen are like the new initiates. The little children, yeah. Yeah, and there's like rings of popularity and stuff. Overlap and we sabotage. We romance. had the same algebra class in ninth grade, right? Um I'm we had sure. the same yeah. algebra class in tenth yeah. grade, right? No, it was ninth grade. It was sure. definitely ninth grade. Penley? Didn't you have Penley? Yeah, but we didn't have the same class. Oh. Wasn't so it like... wait, were you were in that advanced class? No, I had Penley, but I don't think it was an advanced class. That I was, was in year. like a fast-paced class that was like what one about, semester. Because what about ninth grade? I'm pretty sure we had the same. Exact ninth grade, I, I had I took that fast-paced algebra class first semester, and then geometry second semester. I think we did the exact same thing because I took geometry the second semester. I yeah, okay, then Chinese you must have been teacher. in the yeah. In the no, I, I remember class. we had the exact same. We had the same class, but I just remember sitting in that classroom and I like looked over to you. And I was like, "Holy shit! Like we're in high school, but like we're so old." <laughs> <You know? laughs> like I yeah. can't believe I'm in high oh school my now. God, that's weird. <laughs> so no, I remember that vividly. Like sitting in that classroom, just like I'm 14. You know, I'm so grown up. Like I'm in yeah. big boy school now. <laughs> yeah, damn. You keep thinking you're so big, and then like a few years later, you think, "Nah, not really." Yeah, you know? like. I feel like I'm so old now, but a few years later, I'm I'm gonna be like, no, nah, I definitely was not old then. Yeah, but you know, what's crazy is my cousin is exactly ten years older than me. 
like he's turning 30 next year holy shit which is crazy and when i was a kid he was like we're already more than halfway there yeah no like double our age is 38 or moving on coming close to 40 yeah i know shit ridiculous you're probably gonna be bald by then (laughs) my hair is gonna be all white by then dude it's already so white Dude, if I start balding, I'm definitely gonna embrace it, and then go with. <laughs> I'm gonna like start growing out facial hair because actually, I'm starting to. My ability to grow is getting stronger. This Yo, year. I've been noticing that recently too. Yeah, it's like sprouting up in new places. Dude, it has been. Like the other day, I've noticed that it's slowly coming in on the sides. Yeah. Of so yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't really give a shit if I lose my hair as long as I can grow facial hair, you know. <laughs> apparently, it can take till like you're 23 to like mature completely, or in your yeah. 20s. I mean, 19. It's not unusual to not got those, be able to grow that strong. Yeah. Got those Asian genes. Well, my dad's side of the family can definitely grow facial hair with no problem. Yeah, mine too. I think my brother inherited the Asian facial hair gene. My brother inherited <laughs> all the Asian. He inherited the Asian alcohol tolerance gene. He'll have like one. He'll have one drink turn red, and by drink two, he's hammered. Oh my god! And then like I, like I'm not bragging about it, but I have the ability to binge drink like my dad. <laughs> Dude, I would like to only take a little bit of alcohol to get plastered. That'd be that'd be dope. You yeah, like show no. up at a party. You don't have to. Chug drink. drink that much yeah it's definitely better for your liver that way yeah totally well i don't isn't it that there's some defect in the enzyme that breaks it down oh so it's who... all relative at that yeah at that point yeah i mean could be i remember well when we went to california over the summer went to northern california having a family reunion with my dad's side we were at this restaurant with like my dad's siblings and my cousins and shit, my grandparents. And my brother was pretty drunk after like a, a cocktail. And then when I walked into the bathroom, he was he was just getting out of the stall, and I could tell that he's kind of drunk at that point. So I I whipped out my dad pen. I was like, "Yo, take this." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and then he took like he had never he had never tried weed before. Oh, I mean, really? that's not true. He had. When he was in Canada, he like ate a little bit of weed chocolate, but he said he didn't feel anything. But no, I just I gave him my packs, and he took like two hits. Oh shit! <laughs> that thing gets hard too. Man, I wish I could still get Pax pods, but unfortunately, my Pax battery's out of commission. Shit, that sucks. <clears throat> yeah, next. Oh, actually, I'm gonna wait. So, how do you react? You didn't even say. I think he was already too fucked up from the alcohol. To really notice. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit, though, dude. I was like stoned every day that family reunion, and like, you know, it's like my dad's side of the family. They're definitely like anti weed, especially my grandparents. Shit. Like they would, you know, they're born in the '30s, so they would think yeah. weed is like they probably grew up watching Reefer Madness or whatever that movie's called. Wait, your dad's parents? You mean? Well, they're of the generation that yeah. is conservative against weed. I remember my grandpa was... Oh, my grandparents of, are pretty liberal about it. 
you know, I remember my grandpa was slamming Elon Musk for hitting that blunt on Joe Rogan. Oh my God. <laughs> He's like, I don't know if we can take Elon Musk seriously after he tried marijuana. Like, oh my God. <laughs> but, and then again, like, dude, I was stoned every single day during that trip and nobody knew. <laughs> It makes family so much more tolerable sometimes. Exactly. No, like when I'm stoned, like, you know, my dad's side of the family, my dad thinks his side of the family is all strange and <laughs> like kooky. Yeah. But it was a lot easier to deal with. Them. And it's, I mean, I don't have trouble dealing with them in general, but I just, when I was stoned during that trip, it was just much easier. Just, I was so much more present and it was just easier to just have yeah, conversation. Gets... Yeah gets rid of like you don't see some of these people in a while kind of gets rid of the like layer also, of uh like, also uh, like apprehension yeah and it makes playing with like your little cousins better because you feel you get more into you, you feel more like a kid you know yeah you can understand it's just better. To, yeah it's easier just <clears throat> to mess around with them yeah and you're not as apprehended as you would like when you're sober like I don't want to look like an idiot, you know. Yeah. Around you gotta adults. just like take kids at their like, word. Yeah, it's like fuck it. I'm just gonna like play tag with them. <laughs> yeah. They're just like they don't even know like anything about themselves yet. You know, they're just kind of being. They they don't like they're, think it over or anything. You know, that's they're, that's they're why they're kind of all observing the world around them. Yeah. They're not like inwardly focused. Yeah, that's the only thing, like, adults are, it's not that we're any smarter than kids, it's that we, actually, I think adults are dumber than kids. We're more indoctrinated in the believing, in, in illusions, you know. And kids, I think what kids have that special is that they, they just be, you know, like, they don't, they're always they present in the moment. Yeah, they just live in their lives. And everything's fascinating to a kid. Yeah, oh, because everything's new. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. I'm kind of used to it now. Dude, I remember like learning about types of apples, like kindergarten. Really? Yeah, I, I remember mean, in kindergarten, yeah. I went to a Catholic school for preschool and kindergarten. I mean, we only went. I mean, I only went because it was a private school, you know. But because it was a Catholic school, everyone had to go to mass like on Wednesday. And, Wednesday, yeah, it's Catholics. Well, you know, it's for the school day as well. Like okay. you go, like I didn't know that was week. a thing. <clears throat> well, I mean, the school had like a chapel, but anyway, it, for Christmas Mass, which you know is the most important Mass of the year. Yeah, I, the little kids, like the kindergarten, sit in the front pew, and the older kids sit in the back. So since I was in kindergarten, I was sitting in the very front row of the entire church during Christmas mass, the priest is going off and I fucking vomit all over the floor. <laughs> I remember, I remember it, you telling me this. Yeah. But I remember later, like years later watching the only guy up where Stewie vomits during Christmas mass. And then there's like a witch hunt against him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, didn't, um, was it George W. Bush that vomited in another president's lap or something? I can't confirm that, but it sounds like something that George W. Bush would do. We, 
I'm going to look this up. This deserves is getting looked up. Bush vomit. George H.W. Bush. Okay. Vomiting incident. Dun, 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 dun. It happened in Japan. Yeah, oh, so he yeah. he uh, was attending a banquet in 1992 hosted by the Prime Minister of Japan, Kichi Miyazawa, and he fainted after vomiting in Miyazawa's lap. It's verbatim off of Wikipedia. Holy shit. <laughs> you know, like, I like George W. Bush as a guy. Like, now that no, he's president. Bro. No, 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 no. He... Like you know, he's he's old now. He's just kind of doing his own thing. Like he was a he was a horrible president. But it's not just I don't know. He had some like. What do you expect from empirical, a <laughs> empirical aspirations? You know, yeah. Iraq was clearly a power grab. Yeah, but like, let's be honest. Most politicians are shady as fuck, especially the commander in chief. I don't think George W. Bush is unique in that regard. Yeah, okay. I agree with you there. Like like nowadays he's just living on his Texas ranch painting world leaders. It's like seems like a nice simple life. Do you think Obama's shady? I don't know if he's shady, but I mean his family wasn't really involved in that many scandals. Yeah. I think that was one of the things about the Obamas was the fact that his family didn't really have any scandals, major scandals under their belt. Yeah, and neither did he, really. And then Trump definitely changed all that. Oh my god. <laughs> his entire existence is one long scandal at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Impeachment's gonna be very interesting, I think. I don't even know if it matters that he gets impeached, because, like, what's the alternative? Mike Pence as president? <laughs> Well, there's no way he's going to get convicted by the Senate, too. They have a 53-47 majority. I mean, the impeachment doesn't really matter at this point. Like, just vote not Trump in 2020. Yeah. Yang 2020. Dude, I can't believe he posted a picture of him at a week, bro. That's awesome. That's so going to become a meme. If I could invest in that meme, I would. I was reading some of the comments on the retweet of that initial post from Yang and then there's like some chick is like oh my god like this guy can't be serious like <laughs> our democracy is <laughs> at stake <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you know in some ways I feel like I'm on the right side of history as like a person who partakes quite often (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah various psychoactives like yeah i'm glad i'm not indoctrinated anymore right i was never really well for the longest time like i never really thought about psychedelics that much but i was always kind of skeptical about them like i always assumed that lsd was gonna fuck up your brain and shit like that up until you really tried it. Oh, really? I mean, I just never really looked into it that much. I just kind of thought, oh, LSD is like a really powerful psychoactive drug. It's like, 
didn't really think it could have any benefits Damn. until like earlier this year you told me that you tried it and then that's when i got curious so then i started reading trip reports and i just started doing general research on the internet and then pretty like after a couple of weeks i was like that's it so i made it downloaded a third-party bitcoin wallet <laughs> and then purchased some tabs off the internet that's the crazy rest, the rest is history yeah so you went dark web your first time it's pretty bold well i thought that you bought them off the dark web so i was like oh if clay did it then i can do it and everyone <laughs> else online is like yeah just buy it off the dark web so i just did that yeah. i got tour or redownloaded yeah. tour honestly that's the easiest way if you don't know anyone <laughs> and i was using dream market which was a fantastic marketplace but it shut down unfortunately oh, shit. it got shut down or it voluntarily shut down uh i think they exit scammed and i think i got exit scammed because my last order never came uh shit that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty that's a good move yeah dude that's what happens to a lot of dark net marketplaces when it gets too popular and risky they steal everyone's money (laughs) (laughs) so right now the next market i'm gonna use is I think it's Empire, whatever it is, but I've been eyeing this DMT vape cartridge that costs like oh, 100 bucks. Shit. I really want to try DMT. I feel like. Bro, but do no you trust time. that? Actually, yeah, it is I mean, pretty perfect competition. It's highly related. And I know that DMT vape carts are completely legit. A lot of people can attest to that. And they could still cut it with something. <clears throat> Yeah, but it's, you know, like, they get a lot of good reviews. Yeah, right. And, you know, they, they claim it's completely made organic, no vitamin E acetate. They actually had a whole thing about it because that was around the time where the whole vape epidemic was Okay, happening. well, then that's good. Yeah, I, I heard this TED Talk that was, like, these online drug marketplaces are pretty much perfect competition. So, I mean... Yeah, I, and I think the dark... Well, the dark net is so much safer than buying street drugs because mm-hmm. you get user reviews but also there's no reason to sell bad product if you want 2cb i mean not 2cb if you want n-bomb then you buy n-bomb like no one's going to sell you n-bomb and say it's acid on the dark net if you want to buy n-bomb you will search for n-bomb and someone yeah will or else they'll just get shit reviews yeah. and then it's not going to go well for them that's exactly like because it's perfect competition like exactly that, and it's, like, it's really an beautiful. ideal market yeah it is an ideal market and it's it's funny like you think oh the dark net must be a cesspool but everyone is like really professional there everyone takes their business seriously yeah like sellers they don't mess around and like the the top sellers like the first guy I bought acid from was from the Netherlands. And this guy like uses his own acid. Like he makes it, he produces it himself. Thousands of five-star reviews. Like, you know, this guy's legit. And he has a bunch of listings, different dosages and quantities. So, you know, this guy's legit. So that's why like, I don't even bother getting a test kit because I'm not buying like sketchy street acid. Yeah. Yeah, the market has shown that this guy is, is reliable. But even the street tabs that I have purchased, I've never tested them. Yeah, I haven't either. I mean, it's always <laughs> been through people I trust, though. Exactly. So that's the reason why it's always the first dude I bought it off of when I was in college. was Like, this guy, his friend laid the blotter, 
and he said that he's tripped off of these guys tabs like multiple times so i was like yeah it's yeah. probably legit but <laughs> he did say that they were double dosed and charged me 15 per tab which kind of yeah. sucked because i don't think they were double dosed it felt yeah. like 100 but yeah you know, what the hell? i mean 15 is like typical 15 is pretty damn expensive if you're if you're buying one i feel like that's not i mean it's on the high end but it's not like super expensive for normal the tabs like, I was within a normal range. it was okay the dark net's different for many yeah, i know but like 15 is i mean 15 is a lot especially when you're claiming they're double dosed when they are not when you're claiming okay yeah when they oh, yeah. aren't obviously but if they are then it's not I mean, even street tabs can go for like around ten. Yeah, I'd pay more. That's than 10. that's like on the cheaper end, though. I've seen, I'm definitely seeing a lot of people selling for fifteen. If, even... if that's if you buy one, like it drops to ten if you buy like three. Oh yeah, if you buy in bulk, it's cheaper. Yeah. I need like a, a hundred, like a sheet of Vaseline. <laughs> Never need to buy it ever again. <laughs> Shit. I think my theory for Linux, because I have two Linux listeners now, is it might be Android. I think it would probably say Android if it were Android. Android's a pretty common OS. Well, is Android Unix based? It is Linux. It like uses yeah. the Linux kernel. So well, but... I know Isaac has an Android phone. But there's no yeah. mention of Android, so it's probably just Android. It's really weird that they would say Linux is an Android, but well, dude, I don't know. Like usually in, for example, like web browsers, uh, like the oh, what's it called? Um, Agent String, I believe, is what it's called. Uh, that like identifies your OS and browser type and stuff and version. Like usually, if it's Android, it's gonna say Android. It's not gonna say. Well, I, Linux. Yeah, I would have assumed Linux so. is only the kernel. Mm-hmm. Like Android is more descriptive of the actual OS. No, I'm I'm completely on board. I just don't oh. understand why it says that I have two Linux listeners. Yeah, that is strange. Because I, I mean, really actually I assumed it was you because I you were buying that Linux right, computer. Right, and, and it makes sense. Well, I mean, I always run Linux, but like mm-hmm. the, I haven't been there on my laptop, only my iPad. So your laptop, because didn't you get like a cheapo laptop that was running Windows? No, my laptop is Linux. Oh, okay. It, it, the any views from me should be like off uh, iOS, Apple, iPad. Yeah. You no, know, they even specified Mac OS for when I listened to it. Oh, okay. Versus iOS. Yeah, it should. Like, the user agent is usually pretty specific. Well, speaking of operating systems, what really pisses me off about this Mac, this version 10.15, user agent stream. Catalina, is it dropped all support for 32-bit applications. Ooh, bold so like, move. Dude, I can't even... I was going to use Audacity to edit the yeah. podcast, but that's 32-bit. Like Damn. My video games are 32-bit, so I can't play them anymore. That sucks. It, yeah, it does suck. You could always just get some emulation software if you really wanted to. Well, I was gonna dual boot Windows 10, 
through boot camp, but for just some do reason, a Linux distro. So, so easy. Can you do that with boot camp? Uh, I don't know exactly what boot camp is. Well, boot camp's Apple's in-house dual booter, but it's designed specifically for Windows. I know there's a way that you can dual boot uh, Linux on Apple, or you could just virtualize it. Like that, that'd be the yeah, easiest solution. Virtualization is you compromise on performance, and I want not yeah. really. I mean, well, you do somewhat, but like now, especially with like kernel Man, virtualization, are you about like virtual box kind of virtualization, or what? Yeah, something like that. Like the performance drop isn't, especially if I mean, it's you don't. How much performance do you need? You know, you can like customize it too. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Like, but it's also possible with dual boot. A, a trick is that you could like try to set the boot order so that it goes off of your uh, USB and like just create a bootable USB drive and have it so that whenever the USB plugged in, it boots off that instead of. I mean, one of my favorite video games is drive. compatible with Linux, which is Team Fortress Two. But you said that you like played Counter Strike, so I was hoping yeah. to try Team Fortress Two because I think that's way more fun than Counter Strike. Yeah, I'd like to try it. Dude, TF2 still, is kind of like my still you have to play it. nostalgia. <laughs> I like I CSGO, made my Steam account. Oh, don't No, I love CSGO, but TF2 is just where it's at. Mm. I mean, it's, yeah, it was I made by it. Valve, yeah. Yeah, that's why I made a Steam account when I was 12, was to play TF2. <laughs> and I've probably spent like hundreds of dollars <laughs> in that game in the past seven years. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> On what? Like skins and shit? <clears throat> no, I mean, TF2 is very cosmetic focused and they have like a trading ecosystem. So back in the day, like I used to get really into trading. Yeah. We'd like try to trade up for profit. Oh, and okay. Like Valve really pioneered the whole microtransaction thing, but they actually did it pretty well. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it, the economy, it, it like literally has its own in game economy. Like and people take it really seriously, and there's a lot of yeah. money at stake. Eve Online, I heard, also has a very robust online uh, economy. Isn't is that like a RPG? Like, I don't know much about game yeah. classifications, but it's like it's like a lot of people are online at the same time. It's this like space based game. Hmm. Carrie, my friend Carrie, you remember Carrie? Uh, kind of nerdy Asian guy. He was on Scholars Bowl with me. Uh, I don't think. I don't know. Okay. I only remember the names of George and Aiden. No, from high school, dude. From high school. Yeah, Carrie. Nah, dude. I barely remember anyone from Science Hill. <laughs> I mean, like, I remember like most of people's faces, but that's about it. Yeah. This shit is nice. This time. Very orange. Dude, I like... I really like Dazed Ape Cat Dust. What was it? Oh, Dazed Ape... <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit. Like, how how much does it cost to post that? 29 euros a year. I mean, if you like it badly, you're paying for that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, dude, I'm I, mean, I don't think. Well, I don't think we should worry about it yet because nobody's gonna try to take that name. Yeah, no one will ever take yeah. that name. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's just a really cool name, you know. So I'm talking to Isaac because I think Isaac listened through to the first episode. Oh, what did he think? So what he said is that's chill, but it'd be it still it could still be cool to like call a viewer a bunch of podcasts do that. Probably only need like thirty minutes. You can discuss it between you two afterwards. Really thought provoking stuff. I what do you mean? You know stuff about how acid feels. You guys handle that, but like a philosophical and psycho now psychoanalytical approach to acid. So what he's referring. Well, what is he Isaac, saying? So Isaac like wanted us to have his roommate on because like on the podcast as a guest because he said like he's really philosophical and he'd really contribute to the conversation. Oh shit. That's just yeah. something to think guests about. Guests would be great. Guests. I mean, we could I have a few people in mind that I'd like to invite eventually, but Yeah, Isaac. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know why he didn't mention himself. I'm like, do you want to be on the phone? I should ask him if yeah, he wants yeah, to be on yeah, it. Yeah, ask him totally. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I like about our podcast. It's completely improvised and we're just kind of winging everything we don't have structure we can do whatever we want if we want a guest or if we want five guests you know fuck it we can do that yeah and i like your idea about incorporating like stories like s-town oh dude yeah having, those like, podcasts are episodes, great yeah having certain episodes dedicated to like storytelling I think after we record this, we should each come up with the intro, like our own version of it, you know, and critique each other's. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. Or like combine elements of them, even. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be as fancy as Radio Labs, though. We could make it as fancy as we want. What I'm thinking is having it kind of very ambient. That's kind of the, what I would describe what I'm thinking. <clears throat> yeah, I like ambient. Kind of smooth. Wait, have you listened slow. to Frank Ocean's last album? His last album? I don't really listen to Frank Blonde. Ocean. Bro, you gotta listen to that album. I mean, it's, I was listening very... to like his most popular stuff, but it sounded kind of generic. No, you gotta you gotta listen through to Blonde. That's like a historic album. Historic. Like, Why would it? Yeah, it's like really yeah. good. I mean, it's like it's like a benchmark for the modern sounds that we're hearing. I mean, I remember when it came out, but I never just really listened to it that much. You you should listen through it because it's very ambient, like. It's mm -hmm. ambient, but R&B, like, like, the songs are just to set a mood, you know? They're a vibe, each one of the songs. Right, and, or, like, there's several that. vibes. I don't know, he's... Innovative? <clears throat> um, wait. Yeah, he is very innovative. There's this whole, uh, oh, bro. Bro, you gotta listen to this. It's this, like, little interlude about, like, a mom leaving a message on her kids. 
اقول Well, did so did Isaac like it? Yeah. Good to hear. It seems to be getting positive reception. <laughs> Dude, look up "Be Yourself" by Frank Ocean. Listen to that on like Apple Music. Yeah, it's gonna play on my speakers. That's the only problem. Yeah, it gets kind of cut off. I'll just look. Well, I have it all pulled up anyway on my phone. Do you have like headphones? Yeah, but I'm wearing them. They're hooked up to my mic, but still audio plays through the speakers. Oh, okay. Wait, so are you going to listen to it? Afterwards. I have Bro, listen to it. It's it's like a minute right, twenty well, it's gonna, something. It's gonna play on the speakers. Ah, fuck it. Many college students have gone to college. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, stop trying to be. Try to be someone else. Be yourself and know that that's good enough. Don't try to be someone else. Try to be like someone else. Don't try to act like someone else. Be yourself. Be secure with yourself. On your own decisions. On your own beliefs. You understand the things that I've taught you. Not to drink alcohol. Not to use drugs. Don't use that cocaine or marijuana. Because that stuff is highly addictive. When people become weed heads, they become sluggish. Lazy, stupid, and unconcerned. Sluggish, lazy, stupid, and Yeah, you hear that, Clay? <laughs> all marijuana does to you. Okay? This is mom. Unless you're taking it under doctor's um, control, then it's regulated. Do not... God, that's such a terrible argument. Do not consume alcohol. Do not... Get in the car with someone who is inebriated. This is mom called. Shit. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I've driven my parents pretty stoned many times. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Dude, some other good songs off that are self self control is definitely a classic. Solo, the reprise is also. Very no, but good. why? I told you about. When I was at the what doctor's I... getting prescribed Concerto, which is like Adderall, right? No. So when I was 17, I got re-diagnosed with ADD. Okay. And I was at the pediatrician's office, and there were, the, the pediatrician was asking me some questions. And he said he asked me, so have you ever tried marijuana? And I kind of looked at him like, yeah. And he's like, well, don't, because it's bad. As he was writing me a prescription for fucking amphetamines to cure my, or to Holy treat my shit. ADD. <laughs> so that's why I hate the whole, oh, well, it's regulated because the doctors know. It's like most of these doctors are talking out of their ass. Like they don't yeah. actually know what the hell they're talking about. Well, there's about. a lot of money spent on lobbying them too. 
Exactly. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if this pediatrician thought that, oh, weed bad. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah. the, my pediatrician encourages abstinence. Yeah, well, <laughs> Jesus <Christ>. <laughs> 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 Kind of backwards. Like that's the way God intended. <laughs> no, he's just this pediatrician in Johnson you know, I City. I think people really misinterpret that because I'm pretty sure Jesus wasn't celibate. Like, I think Jesus had a wife, and there's some yeah, experts who were Mag debating. Boy. Yeah, but there were some experts debating if he had children. Oh and shit! No, a lot of the experts were not supporting the fact that Jesus was celibate. Damn. <clears throat> Which is kind of ironic, and I mean that really pisses off my brother because he started like the sex program at. UNCC, and he always talks about how Southern sex ed is all about abstinence. Yeah, which it's you know, I mean, that's true. a really bad. Like teenagers are gonna fuck. It's enough. Yeah, it's such a. It's just pointless. It's only the abstinence because it's not gonna work. Like I have recruited another person potentially to listen to the podcast. Yeah. How is it spreading? I've just been telling my closest friends on Snapchat about it. Oh shit! It's gonna right, I'm gonna send like it herpes. to my group chat with Aiden and them. Oh, nice, dude. We've talked about them so many times this episode. <laughs> Or yeah. at least a couple of times. They keep coming. They should, up. yeah. They 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 could be on. They could be guests. Yeah, totally. Oh, they have some interesting ideas, <clears throat> dude. Definitely, Diego. I want on the show as a guest. He's got some oh, really yeah. cool ideas. All right, That's what's sweet up. about Discord, dude. We could have as many people as we want. Oh yeah, channel. you're right. And Craig would take care of that for us. Shout oh, out to Craig. Multi-tracking, like, you know, three people, not so bad. Multi-tracking, like, four or five people would be kind of tedious. Bruh. Yeah, bruh. What was I just doing? You were... Oh, yeah, I was getting the link address. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I'm doing... I'm promoting right now. Oh, so... If we film an episode during the daytime, I can just take my laptop outside and hit my gravity bong while still recording. Hold up. Okay, gotta somehow make a dash. Do typing links on a flip phone is heinous. <laughs> Wait, flip phones support group chats? Oh yeah. I'm hoping like this podcast has a ripple effect. And once you start the ball, you get the ball rolling a little bit, you know. That'd be really cool if it happened. Dude, we we're like making our own ecosystem. 
I'm pretty optimistic about this podcast. I, I think even, I'm not trying to be biased when I say this, but I think our conversations are pretty damn interesting. Yeah, I agree. Like just What do you guys if think, listeners? If I was listeners? a third party, I would listen to our own podcast, <laughs> even Hell if I didn't yeah. know who either of us were. <clears throat> but obviously I am biased because this is my baby, or it's our baby technically, but... <laughs> I think there's a demographic out there. I mean, shit, if Joe Rogan is the most listened to podcast on the planet, yeah. I think we have a shot. Oh, yeah. Podcasters are intelligent. You're that mm. guy's. You're really smart. Well, you have to be smart to podcast. Otherwise, you're just going to be mumbling like a dipshit the whole time. No, I, I mean to... the people who listen to podcasts, too, though. Yeah, but just think about the job of a host. You have to be prepared to ask great questions. I mean, for Joe Rogan especially. Like he has yeah, to you got to like research his shit. He has to do his research, and he has to know how to conversate with all sorts of different people. Yeah, like always move the conversation yeah. along somehow. That's like a real skill. And that's, and that's what Joe Rogan is really good at, is oh, talking yeah. to a wide range of different kinds of people. Yeah. You can definitely see some like Rogan though you know or like rogan tropes you know like there's rogan that meme tropes. where you put like it's like joe oh the middle name meme. quotes ro- yeah 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 well it's kind name. of inevitable like that. i mean he, like yeah. he does a lot of the same thing to like he uses very like a, a set of basic tools i would say to yeah make like so get you people think to there's some kind shit. of formula involved there's definitely a for i mean Having watched so much and listened to so much Joe Rogan, I think there definitely is a formula. It's a good formula, and it's a very complex formula, but there's definitely a Joe Rogan formula, I would yeah. say. But that's not a bad thing at all. No, no. for his show, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you might even say it's a good thing, like consistency. You know, like, mm-hmm. we don't like fast food the best because it's, it's consistent from place to place. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I describe Joe Rogan as a very consistent podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's also good. I would say it's consistently good. I mean, they, I mean, his podcast often talks about topics that we are interested in. Yeah. And I mean, it's not great. He has amazing guests on his show. Yeah. It's not one that I listen through to everyone. You know, it's not like one of those podcasts. Those are usually like the produced ones that, that that I listen to. Dude, I, I I just don't listen clips to clips for sure, and then like some guests I listen completely, like Stamets. That was like mm-hmm. a few days ago. So. A lot of people only listen to Rogan for the guests. It seems to be something that some people yeah. think like, yeah, I don't. <clears throat> it's not that they dislike just, Rogan; they just they don't watch it for Rogan. They watch yeah, it for I mean, guests. I think part of it is that like sheer volume of conversations that Rogan has. There's bound to be some. Like fifteen minute, there's a lot of fifteen minute gems in there, you know. Well, like that's why the Joe Rogan to... clips are so popular, right? The yeah, gems. exactly. That's that's like he's got so much conversation out there. Like statistically, mm-hmm. some of it has got to be. You know? Yeah. But I I kind of like the digital studio. Like it's not a re- like our studio doesn't really exist. It's just us on our computers or iPads. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, I thought I sounded pretty good last time on on the recording for the first show. 
Uh, yeah. I feel like I sounded pretty good. Like the, the microphone in these headphones. Oh, so the MacBook Pro, the new MacBook Pro 16 inch, yeah. which Apple released, the built in mic is at third party mic levels, is really good. One, oh, really? Yeah, a tech YouTuber was interviewing Phil Schiller, and the whole thing was recorded. Though the, the entire audio was recorded on the built-in mic, and it sounded like pretty, not like amazing, but yeah, like on par with my mic, even maybe not yeah. as good, but still, it's pretty impressive. That's pretty dope. Yeah, definitely good enough to podcast and record music. Like you could use it as a backup, no problem, and no one would probably even notice. Mm-hmm. But no, Apple's been. People have been impressed with Apple this year. Really? People have been having a pretty positive reception of Apple. Like Apple. They kind of put out another killer device. Well, it seems like Apple is listening to their criticism and seems like, and you know, like Phil Schiller interviewing a YouTuber in his studio is like unheard of. And it seems like Apple is trying to rebrand themselves. And then, you know, they're doing a good job because people are like, oh, Apple's like on a good streak this year. <clears throat> I haven't seen that. I mean, it's not widespread yet. It's mostly in the tech community. Yeah. But especially with the iPhone 11, because people think it's actually reasonably priced. The, not the pro models, but that's good for Apple. You know, I think they, Apple needs to retain, go back to that rebel spirit. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to do that as, like, a huge corporation, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, they, they, are, the, they are a tech leader. Yeah, but at I mean, the same time, they're a public company. Their obligations are to their shareholders. Days. Yeah. So, they have to, I mean, they think in that time span. That's one thing that needs to change, I think. What, shareholders... Structure. Yeah, like companies by the balls. Yeah, it's really like the company, the purpose of a corporation, kind of influenced a lot by Milton Freeman. Like, it's only to generate profit for the shareholders, and and it's a very limited view goal of a corporation. I mean, there's like things like social benefit corporations popping up now that like help to address that by like having other goals that mm-hmm. like relate to social benefit um, besides but just the social benefit of the group of shareholders. That's the thing. I think shareholders often ruin things and they have the ability to fuck up companies because the shareholders don't know anything about the industry that they're yeah. investing in. Mean, everybody who is affected by a company should have stake in call them stakeholders. But I just mean... Like, shareholders aren't qualified to be making the kind of decisions that they do and they often move companies in the wrong direction well the board well like i guess shareholders would elect, shareholders would be a part of the board right well, the shareholders would elect the board and then the board would make day-to-day decisions or mm-hmm. well the board would elect a ceo to make day-to-day decisions, but the board would make long-term decisions and shit yeah, I like the idea of having a private company. Fuck having 
shareholders making decisions for you like yeah. board members you can have like different classes of uh shares too so that like some kinds of shares have so that you can like own a fraction of cutting your out. store like cutting in and out what your mic is cutting in oh out. shit i was i was saying that um what was i saying oh yeah you can have like two classes of shares so that um you can have complete control over the company if you have a fraction of ownership mm. that's maybe i don't know i just i like the idea of total dominion <laughs> yeah that is pretty dope i don't want some money grubbing venture capitalist calling the shots yeah unfortunately that's, you kind of have to do that though I know, it's but... really funny. I mean, I'd like to go some, you know, something like Satoshi Nakamoto, where he, like created world-changing technology, remained anonymous, and then became super powerful. He owns a million Bitcoin, I'm like multi-billionaire. So your mic keeps are you like, talking far away from your mic or something? No, it's on my head. Well, you know how, that's weird because well, you know how Discord mutes you when you're not talking. Yeah. Like, you, you just keep on cutting in and out. Oh, like seriously? Your sentences are all choppy. Yeah. Wait, can you... What? Shit. Yeah, we'll see how it sounds on the recording, but... And, you know, that's just going to be some of the imperfections that are inevitable yeah. in the early all stages. Right. Yeah, I, I do <clears throat> the imperfections, though. The imperfections are kind of charming. Yeah, this is like... like... Blemishes, Yeah. <laughs> We're just doing our very best at this stage. Yeah, we don't have like a soundproof studio. <laughs> I don't even have a good mic. Doesn't really matter though, who cares? Yeah. Let me show you, this is episode two. <clears throat> That's the thing. We should on Snapchat like come up generate a list of names for each episode. Cause last episode I just named it DM DXM and Shrooms because well. You know, That's a fitting but... name, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what she call this sucker. Craig. <laughs> you just call it Craig. Well, My why? Craig. Like... <laughs> I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. Because yeah. <laughs> we talked about know. Craig at the beginning. We complimented Craig. I suppose. That only pertains to portion podcast i mean i like how amateur this whole thing is oh yeah totally it's great you know like i could even lay in bed and record this i I don't even know why i'm not doing that sit and share tending to my fruit yeah all my fruit is all the way outside You just destroy your guitar. Probably. I think like <laughs> a book fell on it. Fuck.
episode. I bet this episode is going to be really long. Yeah. Last episode, no, last episode, like, it didn't even feel like we were talking that long. But it, how long was it? Dude, it was one hour on the dot. Damn. Damn. That's, fr- that's not mean, very I, long at all. I, I trimmed it the beginning a little bit, but oh, after yeah, the training, it was one hour on the dot. It was beautiful. Damn. It was really satisfying because I listened to the whole thing and it was like one colon zero zero colon zero zero. Whoa. Like, Fuck yeah. On the actual dot. Yeah, that's what I mean. On the money. <laughs> yeah, Where did, what did you trim off? Just like the very beginning. We were still trying to figure it out. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> We should we should start another one after another one. We should start another episode after I'm done. You want to do another episode tonight? Yeah, bro, I ain't got nothing to do. Okay, dude, I don't want to record two episodes in one day. (laughs) All right, I don't know. I'm up to do. Your mic cut off again. Shit, I'm just saying I haven't really done anything. I'm just bored. Yeah, well, me neither. But, you know, we're getting shit done at least. (laughs) By just talking to each other. I mean, at least we're producing something. That's true. I mean, if you have so much free time, you should start working on the DAWs. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. I mean, I don't really have free time. Just it's hard to find motivation to work. Yeah, it just really is. I cannot find the. That's how I feel with the prospect of getting a job. Yeah, I'm sure it would suck. Really not looking forward to it, but. (laughs) I mean, you've been looking for a while. Yeah, I know. But it's really shit right now, especially this, this day and age where everything's online. What about your but Mexican I'm, restaurant? Yeah, I've been procrastinating, but I might just walk in there and ask for a job. <laughs> God, I don't want to work at a fucking restaurant, though. Are you kidding? Fuck that. Yeah, I'm sure it would suck. Anything service industry. Like, you know, for if I had to just get a job at a, some large corporation or in retail, probably be best buy but what happened was i got a call for an interview but i turned them down because i thought i was going to work at that hemp store oh shit they started ghosting me at the hemp store i reapplied to best buy but then they're yeah we're moving on from your application fuck oh shit that sucks my college roommate like used to work at best buy and he said like during breaks i mean this was up in washington state but during breaks they would just smoke joints like outside. <laughs> Isn't that like a pretty sweet job? place to work for your stuff? Why? I mean, he said he didn't like it, but um, based off of my observations for retail, it's about as good as it gets. And why? You know, it shows a lot of standing around, like asking people if they need help, get to play with tech all day. You know, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Definitely beats the hell out of working at a restaurant or. A <laughs> store or shit like that. Yeah. 
I just fucking hate work. Like, fuck work. Just sucks. I've never had a job. And I'm, I can imagine that it would suck. Dude, well, getting a job is just shit. It's, like, Panera was fucking shit. Even, like, when I was 17, I worked at Kumon tutoring little kids, and that was also kind of shit. I was just so impatient with the little kids. And it seemed like the clock was ticking really slowly. <laughs> yeah, at that age, kids kind of suck. Yeah, especially when you're working with them on academic assignments. Yeah, <laughs> they don't like want to be worse. doing that. You don't want to be doing that. Like, the only thing that's <laughs> keeping you there is, like, the corporation. Is the dismal paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the for the kid, why... their parent. Yeah, well, I the only reason I got that job was because my cousin owns a center in California, so she gave me that job over the summer. But, oh, okay. Yeah, God. <clears throat> that sucked. Panera is just fucking grind. The, the problem with work is that the tasks are always so repetitive and the clock mm. always ticks like half as fast as it does when you're not working. <laughs> That's like the shit reality of it. And even like when I would show up to work stoned, like it didn't really help that much. Like work is Why? just an unnatural plague. <laughs> I feel like if I was really hot. But... I mean, when I worked at Panera and I get stoned, I'd like fuck up a lot <laughs> on the orders. <laughs> And then I just like laugh it off with my managers, like, oh, like, I'm just having an off day, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm really <laughs> tired, shit like that. But oh, shit. It's like, no, yeah. I was ripping my dad pipe <clears throat> on my break and like smoking a bowl with some of the guys, like, when we're taking out the trash and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, don't get a job. That's my piece of advice. Like, unless you have to get a job, just don't. If, as long as your parents will support you, then you shouldn't get a job because the yeah. thing is like i feel i do feel bad like i'm mooching off my parents but when i think about it it's like my dad makes like 450 grand a year like <laughs> really that bad if i like mooch off just like, <laughs> a few years you know <laughs> i mean yeah it's like a drop in the pocket it's like if he's making six figures and i'm gonna sell my soul to make like seven dollars an hour like fuck that you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess that's one good thing about college continue financial support parental units yeah i mean thankfully i'm still getting i haven't been cut off the tab yet but it's just a matter of time that's why yeah. i want to move to ithaca because i would avoid relying on my parents so much you could probably get a cool job up here Probably work for Cornell. Like a, the minimum wage is like twelve or something. A lot of jobs go for like thirteen. Like even really? Cornell. Yeah, it's really good. Even if you're not a student, you could just get a job there. I, yeah, I assume. Like, I don't see why you would. I don't know. Like usually, schools prefer to hire students. Well, I, even if you don't work at the school, like most jobs pay like twelve, thirteen. So. Yeah, that's true. God, I really hope that tech will replace working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to happen really fast. I think, like, really, really fast. People are going to be like, what happened? I think... Probably, dude, like, next five years, I think a lot of jobs. 
really stood out to me about the book I read the other day, The Alchemist. I mean, there was this one section, or no, it wasn't The Alchemist. It was Mexico. The first short story was about this chef at a fancy restaurant in Mexico City. <clears throat> and the story is about when El Chapo comes to his restaurant. And, you know, it's a big deal because it's El Chapo. So, like, the guards take away everyone's phones and purses. And it's like a big show. And then El Chapo demands, like, a meal used with only two ingredients. It has to be, like, mind blowing or he's going to kill the chef. Holy so, like, shit. That. Is but, that real? No, it's all fictional. Oh, but, okay. There was just a part where El Chapo was talking about like how phony people are in the sense that you can tell if somebody like is fulfilled with their life. And he was saying, but I don't know, he's like calling the, the protagonist like phony. He's like, you're just like everyone else. You know, it's like you don't really care about your job. You're just doing it. It's like that's how most people live. Just oh shit, yeah, satisfied, you know. Yeah, definitely. Henry David Thoreau's quote was, "Like most men live in quiet desperation," something like that. Shit. It's like I don't want to end up like that. I don't want to sell out. Yeah, it's like my biggest fear: it's failure and everything else. So I want to do for that. me at least. I want to say it's failure, but it's it sounds like in a sense where it's like. Should I just give up and sell out and get a shitty corporate job and live the rest of my life in financial comfort, but sacrifice, you know, everything, live a boring life. But then whenever I think about the, the conclusion is always hell no, like I yeah. have nothing to lose, may as well just shoot for the moon, you know? Yeah, totally. Be as ambitious as possible. Exactly. And, if you know die trying it's kind of like how some of the great artists live they were underappreciated during their time like van gogh sold one painting and everyone disliked him until he died yeah and then all of a sudden he's like a, a genius artists but are really good lifetime... like living too you know like they're uh i know like modigliano and a lot of bunch of other artists also they would rather have like short very interesting eventful lives than like long boring ones you know exactly and a lot of them died early like Modigliano I don't remember what age but I don't blame them I'd rather live a short life creating art than living like a really long boring life slaving away at, even if the paycheck's nice you know yeah. is your life really is, was it worth it I think you should read The Alchemist, though. It's about... It's... I mean, the book is about... They call it, like, a like a life destiny or something, but the, 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 the idea is that the universe conspires to help people who want something really badly, which I think is a cool message. Hmm. Shit, well, that is cool. It's like fake it till you make it. 
Exactly. Well, I don't know about fake it, but no, actually, no, that book was talking about how you could tell if somebody had reached their life destiny or whatever you want to call it based on like how engaged they are in their job. It was basically in a story. They use the example of a candy seller, like this takes place like probably in the 19th century in Morocco. And they, there's this candy seller who you can tell he loves his job. You know, he's ecstatic about his job. He loves making candy when he's setting up the shop. Like you can tell he's totally in tune with his job. And that would be an example of somebody who's found out what his, I forgot what they call it, like life goal or whatever is. While the other shop owner who sells like crystals, like glasses, like he's uninterested in his job. He's just kind of like an old man who's just kind of sitting around waiting to die. And I just think about that. Like most people end up like the guy who sells crystal and not like the guy who sells candy. Yeah. I, I want to be like the guy who sells candy, not the guy who's waiting oh, for his for time sure. to run up. You know? He wants to be like the other guy. <laughs> but the tragedy is most people end up like the crystal seller. Do you think your parents ended up like that? Well, my dad never, well, I mean, this year I was talking to him and he said in some ways he regrets. He he's even said himself, like, I felt like I sold out by going to college because he, well, he enlisted in the Marines when he was pretty young, I think around my age. And basically he could either stay and commit to the Marines or he could quit the Marines and go to college. And he said, I wanted to have that kind of lifestyle, that adventurous unknown lifestyle, which he would have gotten if he stuck with the Marines. But he said, but I felt like at the time that this was my last opportunity to have a normal life. So I decided to go to college. So he went to law school and, you know, he said he enjoyed law school, but you could tell he'd rather be doing other things, but he's retiring now. And, you know, he's, he's pretty outdoorsy. He likes not sitting around in a corporate office all day long. Yeah. Damn. But that's touching. It is. But as you know, his son, I appreciate it because I mean, you know, his career generates a pretty generous salary. Yeah. And as somebody who was born into it, you know, it's great. But in my current position, I feel like I don't have to do that. And I kind of see that happening with my brother. Like he's been doing, he did like some internships at Eastman and he's studying mechanical engineering but the thing is like my brother is into that kind of stuff though and you know like as long as you love what you do then that's great like, yeah some people, totally. some people love working i know somebody who loves doing yard work like she just loves it like that's her happy place because you know people who love to work that's great but I think that's what technology is going to do. It's going to, and what I mean when it's going to replace manual labor, 
doesn't mean it's going to end labor at all because there's always going to be people who like working with their hands. There's always going to be people who like mechanics and there's always going to be people who want to do that job. But yeah, well, and like being mandatory. The, um, you know, like the trades, like mechanics and plumbers and stuff, those are the hardest jobs to automate. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all like, the cognitive work that's going to be automated at first. Yeah, I mean, like, you can't, it's really hard to automate a plumber. Mm-hmm. So it's probably good that we have more people. Yeah, that's why trade school is a better value right now than going to a four-year college. Yeah. That's the thing. I think I inherited the spirit of only wanting to do creative projects and not working yeah. in a, the traditional sense. I feel like, I think my dad is the same way. Like, he's always wanted to do something really creative. Like, he was just, like, he describes himself as really confused for most of his young adulthood. And then he, mm-hmm. like, you know, decided eventually he wants to help people become a doctor. So that's what he did. But he still wants to, like, he's always longed to do something creative, you know? Been writing a book for a while, off and on. Um, yeah. See, that's kind of the theme of that other book, The Alchemist, was the, the idea of longing. Like, yeah. Most people oh. do the wrong thing, and they end up longing for something else. Damn. And I don't want to end up longing. I want to end up living my. I want to. I want my ambitions to be reality. Let's just put it that way. And I think it could happen. I think it, yeah. it, at the end of the day, it's all about perseverance. Yeah, I gotta like really just focus on one thing at a time. Get good at that. I feel like yeah. I'm spread too thin sometimes start on a lot of things i mean that's just life i feel like to some degree everyone is just lost doesn't know what they're doing yeah i've been really feeling that recently it's it's scary how like as we're all in this together you know we all face predicaments the same like fears i don't think people are really unique in that sense like I think individuals go through pretty much the exact same things. I mean, you know, some more severe than others, but I don't think anyone is unique in that sense. Yeah. <clears throat> like mental like mental health issues are just like more severe manifestations of normal yeah. state. Yeah, I mean, what was it? Last decade people on average reported saying that there are like at least four or five people who know them well and now zero which is crazy no what yeah zero in 2005 it was like four to five people in 2017 or 2018 the most common answer was zero what what about like married people stuff I mean, everybody has a family. Let's be honest. I mean, the question was, how many people do you really consider 
know you like really well and i guess like because this is your family it doesn't really mean that you are friends with them like a lot of families are dysfunctional a lot of marriages are unhappy yeah but you wouldn't expect zero to be the mode Oh, you'd be surprised. A lot of people just feel really isolated, and it's not like everyone's married. Yeah, I'm. I'm I not surprised in this day and age. The way, like, just the way like people use Snapchat has changed. Like it, it's so much. Like using Snapchat a few years ago felt different. Just every the whole community felt different, but now Snapchat is feels so much more disposable. I can't. I can't really put my finger on it, but I've noticed the way people y- y- interact with each other on social media has changed. How? Oh. It's almost like people are living in their own bubble now. Shit. Yeah. Well, that's for sure. It's driven by the algorithm. Mm-hmm. It's also just, like, corporatized. Like, everything is, uh, like, centered on these few huge platforms. It's just YouTube videos that, like, talks about this. But it's all, like, there's not really any individuality. MySpace, you customize everything. Like, YouTube channels, you used to be able to customize everything about your channel's page. Um, like, you just can't. It's only, you, you don't, there's no competition. Reddit is the forum platform. Like you don't have like bullet bulletin boards across like little websites across the web anymore. Mm-hmm. Those are those don't really exist at the same scale. Yeah, well, I mean that's just it was kind of inevitable. Like I, I think since we were born in two thousand, we got a little taste of the old internet the way it used to be when it was still kind of. Hasn't been completely corporatized yet, mm-hmm. but you know, it was kind of inevitable that the internet would become this corporate shithole at at a certain point, and it finally has. <laughs> yeah, but that's where the darknet comes in because the darknet is still kind of retro in the in the respect that it's <clears throat> kind of like the wild west. Yeah, well, you know, the a, Wild West. a lot, there's a lot of platforms that are, uh, like, trying to decentralize the net now. To, like what? Like, different schemes to just make a decentralized net. <clears throat> um, Isn't the net already decentralized? No, because, like, you have to rely on ISPs, which uh, are very centralized, especially in the U.S., because government policy to Dude, I was pirating expansion of the rural day. areas. We got fucking warnings from the ISPs because I was pirating. Oh, shit, dude. Using that sucks. You were using a VPN? No, I don't have a VPN anymore. Oh. Yeah, I was using Pirate Bay. And then, like, Just fucking Charter. Tor. No, dude, I used Tor, but I was still using a third-party BitTorrent client. Oh, well, yeah, that's gonna like completely not use Tor. Yeah, but I'm not gonna pay for VPN to pirate because I don't really give a shit. <laughs> but yeah, it just sucks. The internet is so much more boring now. Everything's so instant, you know. Like 
using the internet back in the day was like an event. You'd have specific feels... websites in mind, and you'd commit to those websites for hours on end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nowadays, just all this tech kind of just makes the world feel kind of surreal now. I've just been kind of feeling the world is kind of surreal. Yeah, and this is all of this is unnatural. But all this society, it made up countries and rules and organizations. We have all these the borders, strange machines everywhere are that are like magic. Like all of this is just made up. <clears throat> That's the other thing that psychedelics make. We're not adapted to any of it. Everything is made up. Yeah. Society is totally unnatural. That's yeah. what that's what I like about Tuvalu, the communal living. You can tell everyone's happy there. Yeah. Like it's genuine happiness. They don't they live very modestly, you know. Hunter gatherers, man. They're just so happy. And they have so much free time. It's the way to live. That's why I don't like when people say, Oh, our quality of life is so much better. It's it's like nowadays, it's like sure, maybe our cities are cleaner than they used to be. And maybe your chances of getting fucking murdered are a lot lower than they were hundreds of years ago. But it doesn't really mean the quality is any good. I mean, look how fucking depressed people are. Yeah, well, I mean, I think compared to at any other point post-agricultural revolution, then, then it's probably better now than it was before. Sure, in terms but, of like, being just comfortable. Like, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely, definitely a comfortable period but yeah before that like people who are hunter gatherers now are are happier than us for sure so like that's Mm -hmm. the way we evolved so like before agriculture then then yeah i mean that's how humans evolve so obviously they're happy states Mm -hmm. but now i mean i think with all the technologies that are about to mature near future i think it's possible there are signs that like maybe agriculture was a good thing for humanity after all. Like technology mm-hmm. perhaps could solve. I mean, we've obviously created a lot of problems for ourselves. You know, like we're in the yeah. sixth mass, mass extinction. We got global warming. Probably gonna make humans go extinct. You know, like nuclear. You know, like everything's kind of on edge right now. But that's yeah. But it it's always kind of been that way. Everyone's felt like they were on edge for basically since the beginning of time but that's the thing it the world never ends up ending it always goes on no matter how well there i mean there's definitely been some decline yeah but it's not i don't think it's going to make us go extinct there's going to be societal decline this century there's going to be wars a lot of poverty it's it's not going to be pretty but Fortunately, our family, both of our families have enough money and we live in the United States. We're not really going to be hit that hard. But for people, the billions of people are just going to be fucked this century. Thanks to climate yeah, change. That's and true. It's just going to be a fucking mess. There's probably going to be a lot of wars. A lot of cities are going to start sinking. and So many people are going to be displaced. It's just going to be that's a the thing. At, at the same time that there's all this tension, also like all these super powerful technologies maturing like that's what makes it kind of scary you know it's not just like the nuclear weapons that we had before it's like everything now you yeah. know like quantum computing nanotechnology 
like general intelligence. What's the study of human fate? What? Starts with an E. There's like a religious study of about what the fate of humanity. It has a name. What? No, there's like a there's a study. How that, is it a religious study? Well, religions try to study the fate of humanity. So Christians, I mean, the Jews have their own version. They call it like the messianic era. Yeah. And just shit like that. There's just like a study of the fate of humanity. And it seems like we're on the brink of that. <laughs> like you said it yesterday. This is this could be the, the century that determines the fate of our species. Yeah, I think it very clearly is. Like, like there's so much power that we're just coming to wield right now. And like, how are we going to handle that? You know, our our institutions are already crumbling. Like, the shifts of power globally is already changing. Like, what is going to happen? Like, one constant trend through our human history has been the consolidation of you know, like different societies units into larger and larger you know into like the globalized system we have to do. but still we have in our like individual nations actors on the stage now question is mm-hmm. kind of like how will society be formed in the future and like what kind of culture will we it's, yeah like one huge monoculture or i see what, a mono how's it going to work out i see that too actually there's some interesting science fiction like the, written well, it was about like a, Everyone speaks English. What? Oh, yeah, that's already true. Yeah, I mean, Chinese Eschatology. is going to become... Eschatology is a part of theology concerned with the final events of history or the ultimate destiny of humanity. This concept is commonly referred to as end of the world or end times. Is it like the, the end of humanity? Well, one of the there's a wood carving called Force Horsemen of the Apocalypse, as depicted by Elbrecht Dürer. Oh, yeah, he's a really famous. Let's see. The word arises from the Greek eschatos, meaning last, and ology, meaning the study of, and first appeared in English around 1844. Oxford defines eschatology as the part of theology concerned with death, judgment, and the final destiny of the soul and of humankind. In the context of mysticism, the term refers metaphorically to the end of ordinary reality and to reunion with the divine. Many religions treat eschatology as a future event prophesized in sacred text or in folklore. Most modern eschatology and apocalypticism, both religious and secular, involves the violent disruption or destruction of the world. Whereas Christian and Jewish eschatologists, eschatologies view the end times as the consummation or perfection of God's creation of the world, albeit mm-hmm. with violent overtures, such as the Great Tribulation. What's the Great Tribulation? It's a period mentioned by Jesus, sign that the world occur in the time of the end. So maybe it's like this really turbulent time full of violence. But in the end, when it's over, everything is good. At least that's the Abrahamic optimistic view. 
but if you're an apocalyptic person, then like it sounds like you are, then this that we're at the end of our species. I wouldn't say I'm apocalyptic. I'd say I'm like pretty pessimistic about. Um, I mean, I don't think climate change like make us extinct. Stress out, stresses out as a species. But so just the like the maturation tribulation. of all these technologies and the power struggles, are going to cause that. The Great Shows. Tribulation is definitely Bankrupt a negative us. thing. Basically, it's hell on earth. Apparently, Jesus spoke about it. Well, that's like Revelation. I mean, I'm, that's like the one book of the Bible that I've read. Well, I'm trying to figure out is because they say it's a sign. But it's not the end. They just said it's a sign. And it seems like with climate change and really powerful technology, this could be the sign. Hmm. So the tribulation is a relatively short period of time where everyone will experience worldwide hardship, disasters, famine, war, pain, and suffering, which will wipe, up, wipe out more than 75% of all life on Earth before the second coming takes place. That sounds like climate change. Yeah, Some pre-tribulationists believe that those who choose to follow God will be raptured before tribulation. And this is the... just some made-up religion, dude. Like, well, yes, a lot of it is. It's just why does this have any value? No, I, I just the idea is that it's a period of time where we will experience worldwide hardships, disasters, famine, war, pain, and suffering. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll wipe out 75% of all life on Earth does kind of seem like a contemporary thing. Okay, Especially sure. with climate change and very powerful technologies and power shifts. On the other hand, some post-tribulationists believe Christians must endure the tribulation as a test of their faith. I mean, uh, yeah, that's clearly dogmatic. But it's interesting that they said it's a short period of time that isn't permanent. But it's definitely going to be a shit time, and it seems like we're heading towards that. Like short on what time scale? Like it's a hundred years rel- short. It says relatively short, so who knows? What the fuck does that mean? I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, according to dispensed nationalist or whatever who hold the futuristic. Futurist view, the tribulation is thought to occur before the second coming of Jesus and during the end times. In this view, the tribulation will last seven prophetic Hebrew years, lasting 360 days each. So like seven years in all. But the great tribulation will be the second half of the tribulation period. In this view, okay, whatever. I'm not going to get too deep into this, but... seems like the Abrahamic view is that this really rough patch which we are headed to is not permanent. But I want to get more perspective on it. Astrologists vary as to their degree of optimism or pessimism about the future. 
in some eschatologies, conditions are better for some and worse for others. They also vary as to time frames. Groups claim imminent eschatologies are for doomsday cults. Well, this country is really going to suck ass. Let's just put it that way. Yo, what the fuck is going on with your mic? What do you mean? Jesus. I'm just going to the vending machine. This is loud as fuck. Interesting sound. Basically, I think in terms of the fact that we live in the United States means that we're already better off than most people when it comes to what's going to happen with climate change. Yeah. You know, like, there's going to be a lot of societal collapse all over the world. Okay. And it's going to be really rough, which seems kind of similar to what they mean by great tribulation or whatever. But that being said, if you have faith in my boy Jesus, then it's not permanent. And that at the end of the day, we're all going to be okay, but it's going to be, it's going to be a kick in the balls for humanity. (laughs) I just still don't really see the value of pairing this to religion. I'm not comparing it to religion. Yeah, you are. Well, you're like drawing parallels. Well, it's, I just think it's interesting that we're heading towards this time period that's going to be really rough. It's going to see a lot of poverty and war and displacement and this total decline in human civilization. But, I mean, even the Wikipedia article basically said that nobody can agree on how pessimistic or optimistic they are. Okay. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. I, I really don't think we're going to go extinct. I really don't think that's going to happen at all. I don't know. I just think... Well, I don't think we're going to go extinct. I just think a lot of things... Well, I think we could go extinct. But a lot of other things go wrong, too. I think that it's a lot more likely that a lot of things go wrong than everything goes right. I think a lot of things are going to go wrong, but we're still going to make it out alive in the grand scheme of things. Maybe. I don't know. 
could happen. Just the There's scale no we're point. dealing at in the next years. It's just unprecedented. The power that we're talking about. Well, we're just going to have to wait and see. I guess so. Unless one of us is like assassinated. There's only one thing that you can do, which is be present. It doesn't really matter what happens in the future because whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Yeah, the past and the future are both made up. Shit hasn't hit the fan yet. That's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, time is an illusion. Shit, this episode is probably at least like two hours long. Yeah, we could could end it here. Yeah, I'm getting tired. All right. I'm going to kick Craig out. Sounds good. Good episode, Sean. All right, see ya. See ya.